Happy holidays, everyone. It's the holiday season, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, where all month I'll be unwrapping holiday-themed comics and cool things you might want to find under the Christmas tree. I cover comic books from the golden age to now, indie creators, Kickstarter campaigns, and in fact, each episode, you never know what I might cover. So stick around and find a new way to read and discover comic books. It's Tuesday, December 6, 2022, and welcome to the 83rd episode of the podcast. Today is the second of my unplanned holiday episodes. Yesterday, I had a blogger on, Martin Gray, who runs Too Dangerous for a Girl, and I really liked the blog, and I thought he would make a fantastic guest. Now, I pretty much let the guests pick the comic or creator they want to talk about because I think their excitement will filter on to listeners. I meant to have him on during the spooky season, and that did not go out as planned on my end. Well, it's longer the spooky season, so I asked Martin, what do you want to talk about? And he piped in with, how about something Christmassy? And what did we cover? It's a surprise. Look at the podcast for you if you could like the episode. Now, I just couldn't do one episode, so I've gathered a bunch of my friends to take more holiday episodes. In September, I had Gary Carlson on from Big Bang Comics for the podcast's 75th episode and first anniversary. I think Gary had a great time in the podcast and I enjoyed having, having him on at the time. So, among those people I reached out to, I reached out to Gary. He'd be interested in coming on back to talk something holiday. You know what? It happens that Gary did put out a holiday comic and that's what we're talking about this time around. Again, there'll be a link to Gary's other appearances on the podcast. He made a great guest. And a link to Big Bang Comics. And if you haven't tried out Big Bang Comics, you're missing out one of the coolest publishers. They do some great stuff and they've been doing it for decades. Please check those out. Also in the show notes is a link tree where you can listen to the podcast and follow it on social media. Please do. I want the podcast to continue to grow and introduce fans to a new way of discovering and reading comic books. Now, on to today's show. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, and we are kicking off the Christmas season with Gary Carlson. Gary Carlson was on back in September for the 75th episode. You and I know comic books are great at hyping things all the time. They're always trying to make some small thing into the greatest thing in the world. Well, you know, like since sliced bread anyways. (laughs) You are the grandfather of Image Comics, and that's pretty much a true statement. No glossing over that. How did Gary Carlson of Big Bang Comic Books become the grandfather of Image Comic Books? Well, you know, technically, I just published a lot of the early work of a bunch of guys who went on to become, you know, bigger and better things. Nobody important, like, oh, maybe like Rob Liefeld and (laughs) Eric Larson, right? I mean, just, you know. Those were two of the guys, yes. And not only did I publish some of their early work, I, I published their characters. I mean, Savage Dragon appeared in a couple of the stories, and we were all set to publish the first issue of a Youngblood uh, series for Rob. I mean, that was scheduled to come out as uh, Megaton Special Number One, I think. But that one, 
a couple of ads showed up in some of the later issues of the book, showed up in our who's who book, The Megaton Explosion, showed up in our advertising, August releases and December releases and all that stuff. And, uh, and yet, you know, sales were crap. Sorry about that. But I mean, that's what they were. They were going down and down. You know, we were hoping to expand into color books, but the, the orders just went down and down. That was the, the big days of the black and white explosion. And uh, we were just buried, you know, we hadn't published regularly enough and, and gotten a, a, a regular readership enough. And uh, when I got the orders back on the Youngblood book, it was just a couple of hundred copies. And, uh, you know, I mean, Rob's art was great. It had a cover with what Jerry Ordway, I think. And the orders were just pitiful. And I said, uh, everything else was going down. If that one's not going to sell, that's when I gave up in whatever it was, the end of 87. So, you know, and I originally approached you back in the spring and life got in the way. And somewhere around the end of summer, I'm going through all my, my Twitter accounts, my messages and all that great stuff. I'm like, okay, I told these people I was going to be doing a podcast and your name popped up and Gary Carlson, Big Bang, Image Comics, none of that stuff clicked in my head. And you're like, oh yeah, I'll come on your podcast. I'm doing the research and I'm going, oh, and I'm like, oh no, it's this guy. Oh, I can't screw this up. I can't screw this up. This, you know, this guy will never come on. I'll never get anybody else like him on. And my other podcasters and friends, I go, oh, this is a great catch. This is great. I'm like, guys, you're not helping with the, you're not helping with the panic attacks and the anxiety here. You know? <laughs> so it ended up being where we, we finally got around to taping. And because I like to play on things, I made Gary the special guest for the first anniversary of the podcast. And he was on episode 75, 76, and 77. Gary had a blast and it was fun. Now, I was not going to do any Christmas episodes and I ended up doing them, doing a lot of Christmas episodes. Because <laughs> uh, I, I told Gary before we started this, back in October, I had a blogger and my rules are, what do you want to talk about? Well, he was going to come on for Halloween and I had the great podcast explosion and none of my Halloween stuff happened. It's like the DC explosion before podcasters. It was terrible. And he's Martin Gray. It's the episode that I taped with Martin today actually comes out the same time as Gary's episode. Martin goes, let's do something Christmassy. <laughs> like Gary. Okay. So he's like, okay, fine. You want to do something Christmassy? And I just threw everything to the way. I'm like, fine. Let's just find everybody I know on the face of the earth. Let's bring everybody on. We'll just run Christmas episodes, you know, until everybody gets sick of it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me put out a feeler out to Gary. You know, maybe Gary wants to talk about a comic book or whatever and something. And Gary's like, you know what? I put out this, this holiday um, edition. And I'm like, oh, cool. So that's how I got Gary Carlson back onto the podcast. Before we talk about that comic, you are the publisher, owner, and everything of Big Bang Comic Books. Tell anybody who's new out there a little bit about Big Bang, please. And what do you got coming out in 2023? I'm partners. I mean, on it with Chris Acker. That's true. I forgot about that. Publisher and, and creator and all that. And we started. I mean, Megaton back in the 80s was a, a set up to be a new generation of heroes featuring these new younger heroes. And in the first issue, there were a couple of uh, references or stories with older characters, you know, kind of 
and they were kind of DC guys and they were only supposed to appear once or twice. And then it was going to be all the newer characters. It, we gave up in 87. I mean, five years later, we decided, well, time to do something new. And we decided to key in on the older characters. I mean, Ultiman and, and a character, he was called the Crusader, but he evolved into the Night Watchman. And we decided to tell their older stories. I mean, from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And that's how Big Bang started. I mean, uh, actually, it started because when Image started, Rob <laughs> put it out and, and mentioned me as the, the grandfather of Image Comics because of Dragon and, uh, and, and Youngblood connections. So, I mean, that's where the big, the, the Megaton holiday special was revived at that time. And we also got a deal from Caliber Press to do a book. And that book at Caliber Press was the character Berserker from, from uh, Megaton. And as far as the backups, that's where Chris and I started the Big Bang. We did a Night Watchman backup. Uh, an Ultiman backup, a, a Dr. Weird backup, that sort of stuff. And that we, the response was great to the, the Big Bang stuff. And we just kind of switched over and uh, s switched over from the, the Berserker book to doing the, 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 mega, uh, the Big Bang books, you know, and, and styles. So that's pretty much how Big Bang came about. I mean, the readers liked it. And so we did more. So. So what do you got coming out in 2023? Anything exciting that you want to talk about? Or are you just going to just be coy and not tell anybody anything? No, there's we've, there's a couple of issues pretty much in the can. There's a two-part Night Watch story. Right through now, I mean, there are 18, maybe 19 issues of, of Big Bang Adventures out. Yes. Um, available on IndiePlanet.com. And uh, the, next, the next two issues are going to be it's a two-part Night Watchman story called Election Night, kind of a follow-up to the Graveyard Shift miniseries from a number of years ago. It takes place after that. Uh, there's, a, there's those two with some backups in it. The Last WizKid story, part three, is coming along and will probably be in the issue after that from uh, Pedro, the people he's working with over there. It'll be chock full of, of action and, and pinups and whatever. Uh, there's going to be uh, a three or four part mini series uh, called Night Watchman Creatures of the Night. I may have mentioned it last time. I mean, it's it's by the team that did uh, Graveyard Shift those years ago, Chris Ecker and Ben Torres and myself. And it's kind of a superheroes meet uh, universal monsters kind of a theme where Night Watchman's enemies all are are a bit like some of the classic Universal monsters, and uh, and, and that's going to be fun. Those are the ones I think that are the the farthest along. Okay, we are going way, way, way back into the time machine, and we're going to talk about in a few minutes about the Megaton Holiday Special from 1993. Now, this is available in the digital edition. It's also available, I believe, on Indie Planet. You've got a, oh, a right? Nope, is it that? No, nope. neither one. That one's not at any planet. It's not available as digital. It's really only place you can get it is on the Big Bang website in the back. Okay. Issue. Okay. So it is available as a back issue then. Uh, assuming that it's not sold out. I mean, as far as I know, it is. And uh, I, I've got a stack of copies here. So it should be available. Oh, you know? okay. So, 
Would you ever think about making it into a digital format on like well, Indie Planet? We've we've talked about it, but the thing is, there's supposed to be a megaton collection, you know, an omnibus coming out. Eric Larson at Image offered to publish it, so I'm kind of waiting to see how that goes about. It's the first issue would be the the complete the first eight issues uh, of Megaton. How's and, that coming along? Any well, idea? I'm just no, I have no idea. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear from him. So we'll see. But I mean, the, the book's pretty much ready to go. It'd probably need a couple of revisions. And there's a second issue too that's got oh the Xmas edition and uh, the unpublished first couple issues of, of uh, the you know the books that were all canceled and some other backup type type stuff. I mean, uh, I I think that's the one that might have. One of them's got uh, samples that I got from the artists when I, I first met them and they were looking for work or looking to show me what they could do. So it's going to be fun stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's like 800 pages all together. Oh, so. that's going to be so awesome. I, I be- Keep me updated. I would love to have you back on the show to talk about it when it actually oh, comes out. That would be awesome. So I know it's been forever, but you originally put this Megaton special back in 93 with Entity Comics. What do you mean? What do you know about Entity? Do you remember them? Or do you remember much about them? They weren't around very much. And I personally don't remember the comic book company. Well, you know, it was I, a lot of more fun type stuff. I think the teenage, adolescent. Um, hamsters, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Mutant hamsters and. And some other stuff. It was it was all pretty much fun stuff. It's just I mean Don Chin had written uh, one of the stories in Megaton Number Two, a character called Farrell, owned by Ken Meyer Jr. He had Don had written that one, and uh, you know this was ten years later, and he had his he was publishing, and he it, it was kind of known at the time. The holiday special was one of the ones that had been canceled at the very end of the Megaton days, and it was. I don't know, half done, you know, I I can't say it was mostly finished because we had some work to do, but he offered to publish it. You know, like I said, we were somewhat famous and image had started and people were talking about the grandpa and and the Megaton book. So we decided we printed that with Don at Entity. And, uh, and it was nice. It's one of the things that got me back into the business. I pretty much took couple of years off from 87 to 92 until till image started and people started calling me so so tell the readers a little bit about this holiday special what makes it so unique what's cool about it what's different and then i have some comments after you but i wanted you to talk about it first all righty um i mean it's fun it, it was this is the cover here if it shows up yes uh, and this this was the original cover back in in uh 87 it was going to be called xmas special five six years later we decided with the megaton holiday special because megaton was actually kind of notable at the time you know so it changed and uh it, it really was almost a sampler for 87 like i said we were planning on expanding megaton i mean megaton was going to restart in a new series of of color issues there was going to be a vanguard color book the megaton uh special number one was was young blood and that was going to be just the one book and depending on how it did there might have been more at the same time i was publishing black and white 
comics, uh, a book called Ram, R-A-M-M, uh, by Chris Ecker and, and Wild Man and Rubber Roy by, by Grass Green. And they were just, those books were supposed to keep going, but it, it all kind of died in the implosion. But I mean, they were all scheduled to be in the Megaton Holidays, the Xmas book. There was a Megaton story, a Vanguard story. There was going to be a, a Wild Man Rubber Roy story. There was a Dr. Weird story. There was another Feral story and by, by Ken Meyer. I mean, Don Chin didn't write that one, but perhaps he heard about it. So You worked with Frank Fosco in this, correct? Yes, he drew the Megaton story in this one. Because you know what, this is sad. Because I'm like, I I don't know very much about Frank Frosco, and I was just googling him now, and he's actually a pretty famous guy. I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm I'm embarrassed by myself that I don't know Frank Frosco's work. I'm sure I've seen it a thousand times. What was it like working with Frank Frosco? I mean, were you one of the ones that like gave him one of his early starts? Yeah, I might it might have been his first work. I. I, uh, he was in Megaton number one. He's been a good friend of mine ever since. He lived in the Chicagoland area, as did I. I mean, kind of different ends of it, but I ended up, would drive out to his house and we'd talk about stuff. I first saw his, his work in a magazine called Tri Magazine, a free magazine, rock and roll magazine, but they did a comics issue. And he did a cover and a couple of illustrations for it. I liked his stuff. And years later, when I was starting Megaton, I tracked him down and we worked his character Ethrian into it. It was a very Jack Kirby-ish, New Godsy kind of a character. And uh, he was in the first number of, I think there were four stories in the first issues of Megaton. And uh, at that point, he was going to drop out of comics um, I think religion-wise, something came up and he was going to drop out. We were going to continue the character with a different artist, but like I said, it all got canceled and and Frank came back and we started working on it, E3 and number one, which was supposed to be part of the new stuff and got it, like all of them, about halfway done. And I said, yeah, we better just quit. So, But we've gone on and on. I mean, we've done some various Vanguard uh, things at, at Image Comics, I mean, some by themselves and some in the back of Savage Dragon. Uh, we also did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, came to Image. Frank was the artist on it. I was the writer, and we did, what, 24 issues, I think, of that. And yes. then they were just reprinted in the last couple of years by IDW, reprinted in color and three new three new issues to kind of tie it all up. So, And he beyond that, he's done stuff at DC. and and some Marvel and whatever. So same thing with Angel Mendina, who's also in here doing the artwork for the uh, Dr. Um, Weird story. Correct. Yep. That's true. You know, one of the things I was looking at that this makes a good sampler for people to check out artists when they're, you know, at the early stage of their career. Correct. Yeah. Totally. Now I also noticed, which I didn't see it until I was going through it. You actually got to work with Fred Henbeck for this holiday <laughs> thing. 
Now, most people don't know about Fred Hembeck, but Fred Hembeck had this really great style. He did a lot of work in the old comic buyer's guide um, back. Was it all you young people who don't know this? The comic buyer's guide used to be a weekly comic book newspaper before there was an internet, before there was fanzines, and he did a lot of stuff there. What was it like working with Fred Hembeck? And do you ever talk to him or know anything about him anymore? I've got to disappoint you. I never did. I I believe that way. Ed oh. Ed George wrote the 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 pages and contacted Fred Hembeck. And uh, really, all I saw it when it was done. You know, I'm sorry to disappoint you. So, oh, but it, it was it was such a uh, a pleasure for me because I was a big, yes. big fan, and and to see him doing the characters was just just amazing. And I mean, this is pretty much in the book. This is yes. what it looked like. Yep. And, and this particular one is all a number of the characters from the the megatons eight issues that <laughs> don't have their own stories here in in the holiday special so it, it's kind of joking about that so i know it was just super fun to see a guy like him actually doing our characters i also noticed because i was doing a little research again there's a megaton i'm sorry there's a megaton comics website and i'm quoting it it says megaton was an independent comic book published from 81 through 87 it's remembered mainly because of the artists who began their comic book careers in his pages. And now this is kind of a big who's who of, of creators. Eric <laughs> Larson, Rob Liefeld, Angel Mandina, Gurdon Purcell, Butch Geist, Frank Fosco, Clark Hallbeck, Daniel Reed, all saw their first or second published work in Megaton. In addition, Eric Larson's Savage Dragon and Rob Liefeld's Youngblood debuted there. And again, this prompted the title of the grandfather of Image Comics. You know, how the heck did you manage to discover? I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool that so many big names got their start with you. I don't think I can't think of anybody else that did that. Am I kind of correct on that? I mean, you just got lucky, really. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I was just looking for guys. I mean, actually, Savage Dragon didn't debut in in in. Uh... Megaton, Eric had published a, a couple of issues called Graphic, I think it was Graphic Fantasy, but I was aware of it. I, I was just looking for, it, it's funny, I mean, the tagline for the Megaton book was looking for heroes. I was looking for artists, you know, <laughs> I well, was going well, to conventions. And you have a good, obviously you have a good eye for artists because every one of them people, you know, are well, that's, I was looking. I was looking to do a professional quality book. I wasn't looking to do a fanzine. I was looking, you know, and I was going to conventions and I met guys like Mike Gustavich and and some others whose work I loved. And they just DC and Marvel weren't hiring at that point. So at one point, I just asked Mike Gustavich if he'd want to do a story, and he said yes. I mean, just like that. I mean, it was you know, fairly cheap page rates, but I mean, he was looking to do more. This was before the justice machine. I knew his cobalt blue and one. I was going to say people who don't realize that he co-created justice machine and you actually helped these guys create a portfolio portfolio of their work. So they actually could present it to the bigger publishers. Right. Yes. I I think that's kind of how it worked with, with uh, Megaton that the people were drew a story not not necessarily their own characters and they could go there and say here you go i've done this story or these stories 
for this guy, their superhero type stuff. And yeah, a lot of those guys, one issue, they were gone, you know, another issue and they were gone. I was constantly trying to replace these guys and was lucky for quite a while. You were. Um, who runs the Megaton website? Is that through you guys or somebody? That's, That's that one's strictly me back in the old days. I mean, 10 or 12 years ago when I was working as a graphic designer at a, a, a local company and they shipped the work out to the Philippines or somewhere and I was laid off. So I went back and took some classes at the, the local tech school in, in uh, website planning and, and design and all that stuff. And so that was, I thought, well, what the heck? I, I want to get this out there. So I, I built the site. I It's a cool site. It. It's fun. It, it's really, it's very much to look at, you know? Yes. Has there ever been an idea of tossing about bringing the old gang back together from Megaton and or anything to put anything together just for old time sake or anything? Has there been any talk about that possibly maybe? There really hasn't been any talk of it. You know, most of those guys went on to bigger and better things. I mean, so many of them said, you know, I'm sorry, I've got to leave, but it, I can't turn, you know, they're paying that much more going to work there. And so I, I never kept bothering the guys i mean i still see them sometimes at conventions and whatever but but no i haven't i i never wanted to seem like i was using them to hype me you know i mean people have talked about a possible comic convention grouping to get some of the guys back i mean especially in the chicago area i mean frank and and angel still live in that area and chris ecker and they, they talk about, you know, possibly getting um, uh, Eric and, and Rob to come in and maybe one or two others and do it that way at a convention. But no, I have not talked to anybody about, say, doing a special issue or that. I mean, if anybody wanted to, I'd be up for it. But I mean, the one I'm closest to out of the bunch these days is, is Eric, and it's not really close. I mean, I, he's so busy, I don't ever yeah. like to ask him to take and time to do anything understandable so, yeah yeah. That, so that, I, I, yeah yeah so i just i don't i mean i we do the the big bang stuff and uh i work at big bang with anyone that comes along and wants to do something if one of those guys wanted to do something then that would be okay by me you know but i don't i uh, want to seem like i'm chasing after them just because of their name recognition yes that's it so how about doing another big? How about doing like a modern day Big Bang Christmas issue sometime in the future? Have you ever thought about that? It, it, it that one would be easy, a lot easier to do. I mean, I've got we've over the years. I mean, from Megaton and Big Bang, I was doing kind of Christmas card pinup things that I would but, send out to the yeah, artists. I've I've seen some of them. You sent me some of those. I just think it would be kind of cool to see like a, a Big Bang comics type of anthology like DC used to do or even Marvel did back in the 80s and you know the big dollars DC did a bunch of big dollar size comic books with a bunch yes. of stories and that would be awesome for a Big Bang comics to to do something for the holidays. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Yeah, it know? would be fun and it's it's one you know to, to, to work, get it for next year, you pretty much have to start working now. Out now. So, yeah. so yeah, I think I'll check with some people because that just sounds like fun. I mean, and especially in shorter stories and even pinups and whatever. So, Gary, so, we're going to be wrapping this up shortly because I've taken enough of your valuable time. Uh, I am so like, we were talking ahead of time and I'm, I was talking to everybody because this is very, 
this podcast was put together like in 24 hours. I was actually contacting Gary last night and <laughs> I was so geeked up at like 10 o'clock and I'm going to have Gary Carlson on again and yada, yada, yada. And we put this all together. It's been such a joy to have you on. I really mean that at the bottom of my heart. Do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap this up, Gary? No, not really. I've just, I've been doing this for 40 years and um, I'm s- still enjoying it. You know, I mean, enjoying doing my own stuff and uh, working with the, the people I work with. And some of the guy, I mean, over the years, some of my best friends, uh, I, I made them in the comic business. I mean, Chris Acker is a good friend and Dan Reed is, is a wonderful friend and uh, just other guys, even guys that I'm really not in touch with, I see them at cons and it's fun to see them just because we we didn't really work the other guys like, well, I told you, I went to Frank's house a number of times and we worked together. Angel lived close by and I went to his folks house and we, you know, you know, threw ideas around and did stuff. Someone like Rob Liefeld, he called me through three or four times a week and we'd talk for an hour or hour or two at, at a time just about comics in general and stuff we could do and uh, it was just fun so a lot of these guys I mean I, like I said I mean to me they're so many of them are my good friends they're, once once someone said you know we're not friends we're just working on this stuff and I was like yeah okay yeah. <laughs> and, and it turned out yeah we were friends I mean and still are to this day so Gary Carlson, Big Bang Comics. I strongly suggest you go back to be show notes to the original three episodes he was in back in September. There'll be links to Big Bang Comics. If you've never tried Big Bang Comics, you got to go out there and sample Big Bang Comics. It is a great run of stuff. Gary Carlson, thank you for joining me for the podcast. You and yours have a happy holiday. Well, thank you very much. You too. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to today's show. And I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend to other comic fans. Again, I've added a link tree to the show notes. Along with easy access to find this podcast on all social media and where you can listen to. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to continue to grow. And introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. See you next time.